10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome, friends, where we continue to roll through self-care September. That's not a real thing. I made that up. But because I'm in a real reset kind of mode right now, and I know a lot of you are too, whether it's because the chaos of the outside world has us reaching for the only thing that we can control, ourselves, or because it's just that time of year where we're digging out planners, we're trying to find some balance and routine after the summer, or maybe all of the above, but we have been focusing the last few weeks on pulling it together in our homes, in our mindsets, and today in our closets. I cannot think of anyone better to talk with us about wardrobe confidence then Allison Lombatas, CEO of Get Your Pretty On, the website that has served over 100,000 women through her personal styling program and author of the new book, The Ultimate Book of Outfit Formulas, A Stylish Solution to What Should I Wear? Allison is going to give us 10 tips to wardrobe confidence. And y'all, I needed this one for real. You can find out more about Allison on allisonlombatis.com. You can also go to getyourprettyon.com to sign up for her outfit formulas. And then of course, if you want it all in book form, you can now buy her new book. It is out this week wherever books are sold. I will link to all of this in the show notes, of course. You are going to love hearing from Allison and following her on social after you hear this conversation with the founder of Get Your Pretty On, Allison Lombatis. Allison, welcome to 10 Things to Tell You. I am super excited to be here. Thank you. I am so excited that you're here for so many reasons. I've followed you for a long time. I really admire what you're doing. And I love to talk about style in my personal life, but it almost never comes up on this show. I don't seem to have much of an excuse to talk about it on 10 Things to Tell You. And so now, because you have a book coming out, we have a reason to talk about style and how we feel in our clothes and like all of these things that I really have been meaning to talk about. And now you are here to talk about it with us. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's the perfect excuse. It is the perfect excuse. And also, like the last time I did a style episode was with my friend Amber Haynes, who's wonderful. And it was right before the beginning of the pandemic. 
And we were sort of talking about like, <laughs> have we lost our style? What's happened? And we had a really good conversation about it. Well, and then the pandemic hit. And so like me, like a lot of people, like then I spent a year and a half working from home in my pajamas, not putting a lot of care into my hair or makeup or accessories or any of the things that we normally do in regular life to just, you know, if you were attending a social gathering or whatever, I don't, I don't get like all dressed up for my regular day to day, but in regular life, you were getting up, you were getting dressed up several times a week just to like, you know, be a normal person. And then suddenly we were not. And so I definitely, this summer especially, have had a lot of thoughts around this, around my own personal style, how I want to look, how I want to like feel in my clothes and in my body and like kind of what I want to present. And so I think your book, even though obviously you didn't plan this, I think your book is coming out at just exactly the right time for what a lot of women are feeling. Definitely. And, you know, I'm hearing the same thing. We want to get dressed again. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was amazing. Everyone's like, yes, I get to wear my joggers and athleisure wear, and I'm so comfortable. And this is amazing. But then I started noticing this shift, even in, you know, the members of my Alpha Formulas program that were coming to me and saying, hey, Allison, let's tap the brakes. I know we put some, you know, we've been wearing our joggers lately and our yoga pants, and we're kind of falling back into that. But I really want to wear real clothes again, because number one, this feels like something I can control. Like I'm in control of getting up in the morning. I'm in control of my schedule, getting ready, getting my shower and putting on something that makes me feel good. And secondly, it makes me feel good. You know, it's, I feel more motivated. I feel more positive whenever I take that little bit of time just to focus on my self-care in the appearance arena. And that affects everything in, you know, as you go about your day, honestly. Right. I mean, it's such a mental health thing for me of like, if I go too long and like pandemic or not, I've had mental health dips. I've been into a work project that just has me really like consumed with that. Whatever's going on in a person's life where like appearance and style and some of these fun things are like fall on the priority list. Of course, that's like fine for a season or for a time, whatever you're going through. But then like after a while, it for me, it becomes a mental health issue. Like if I am really unhappy with the way I look and feel, it just, it's like an, it's like a terrible cycle of like, it just gets worse and worse. And I don't, I don't start to look or feel better in that way. I start to look and feel worse. You know, I go mm -hmm. in a downward spiral. You mentioned a second ago, um, your outfit formulas. So before we talk about your book, before you give us the tips that you're going to share with us, I want you to share with the listeners in case they have not already heard of you and are following you and this amazing stuff that you're doing. I want you to give us like a background. Tell us how you got to get your pretty on, how you got to be the guru for sharing outfit formulas. Well, the funny thing is I don't have a background in style at all. I spent 14 years as a telecom engineer and I kind of accidentally stumbled down the path of style, if I'm being honest. And the reason this happened is exactly what you mentioned. It was more of a mental health thing for me than it was about my physical appearance. Um, I had started working from home, which was something that I had wanted to do for so many years. And I have three, my kids were younger at the time. So they were all three, you know, in elementary school age. And it was just a dream come true, honestly. 
but I started noticing all these little subtle changes that were happening at that same time. I didn't have that built-in accountability for getting up in the morning, getting dressed, being in the office at a certain time. So I would just throw on my faded black yoga pants, my oversized sweatshirt, pull my hair back and call it a day. Well, that was great for the first few months, but then, you know, I wasn't actually doing yoga or anything active. I was just putting on the active wear and things around the house kind of started falling apart. And I was just kind of being cranky with my husband and kids and not, just not feeling motivated in general. And I call it my yoga pants rut years, but honestly, it was deeper than that. It felt more like I was in a depression at that point. And I thought, you know, what is, what has changed? What has gotten me here? And what can I do that's really tangible right now that's going to make me feel better? And I knew that most of the things were going to take some time, but getting dressed again felt like that one thing I could grasp and hold on to and do quickly and easily. So that's what I did. I got up the next morning, got dressed, put on makeup, fixed my hair, and I was amazed at how much of a difference that made. And I know that's not going to like, it's not the cure for depression. I <laughs> totally, you know, like mental health is so much deeper than that. But in that moment, that was the thing that I needed to move forward and to start getting out of that space. And when I picked my daughter up from school that day, she hopped in the car and she looked at me and she did a once over, which you never really know what your kids are going to say, right? When they look at you. <laughs> and instead she said, she says, mommy, what happened to you? And I said, what? And she said, you look pretty today. And for me, that was kind of like that moment where I thought, gosh, this isn't just affecting me. This is affecting my girls, you know, as a mom, how I'm showing up and it's affecting, you know, people that are in my sphere of influence. And so I started blogging about my journey because I had to rebuild my wardrobe from this corporate past life that I was in into a work from home, stay at home lifestyle. And what did that look like? So I started blogging about the pieces that I was buying, adding into my closet, how I was pairing those up. And it really just grew organically. The blog grew to like 50,000 followers within a few months. More and more women were, <clears throat> were coming to me saying, yes, I need these solutions. Like I don't, I don't dress up. I don't wear haute couture. I want something simple. Like I want to be able to go to Target and, and look cute and put together. And so that's really kind of the niche that I was reaching at that point. And I believe is really what led to, to get your pretty on taking off so quickly back then was just kind of meeting women where they were and showing them simple solutions that they could just either shop their closets for or not really have to have a huge budget in order to create these outfits. And you started putting together these outfit formulas, which people can sign up to receive. Do you think that you are mostly talking to women who don't know how to put an outfit together naturally, like that's not their natural talent or even interest? Or do you think, or I don't know, like I'm asking because I like to put together an outfit like naturally. I think that's fun. And also I could still use some help. <laughs> so I'm just mm -hmm. like wondering if the, the women that come to you for these outfit formulas and stuff like that. Like where are, they? I'm sure there's a spectrum, but where are they in general, like mentally? Yeah, there is a spectrum. And I find that most of them are going through some kind of a transition. So when I say transition, it can be on either end of the life cycle. We have women that are becoming empty nesters for the first time and are refocusing on themselves and are ready to just explore style and have fun with it and have something for them because they've raised kids and they've done all the things. And now they want to do this in the next phase of life. I have women who are, you know, in their 20s that are entering the workforce for the first time and just aren't sure how to look put together. I have women in their 30s and 40s, or, you know, that have little ones at home or just sent their kids off to school 
but there's always some kind of a transition phase that's happened in their lives where they're refocusing on what matters to them. Mm -hmm. And this is a place that they feel like they can start because it's kind of an easy place to enter. And they're just needing a little bit of guidance and somebody to come along beside them and say, this is what you need to have in your closet. Because we walk into stores. I know I still do this. If I don't have a shopping list with me, and especially like grocery shopping is the worst, right? We walk in and start doing the impulse buys. Well, it's the same thing with shopping for clothes. We don't know what we need. We just walk in there and just kind of start grabbing things. And I used to be a horrible shopper. I'd bring home all of this stuff that I usually got on clearance and realize like none of this goes together with anything else in my closet. So just having somebody that can really structure this for you, it's like meal planning for your closet. Here's your list, go out and buy these pieces. This is how you put them together. And it's just an easy solution to kind of meet them where they are, what, whatever has prompted them into this season of life. I love it. And then your book that comes out this month, your book kind of puts it all together for them, right? Like it really gives an overall view for people who are either going through a transition or just really starting to pay attention to this and kind of wanting to make this a thing where they look put together every day, but maybe they don't, you know, they either need the guidance or they don't want to give like so much brain space to it every day. That's what I liked about your book is I'm like, oh, this is taking the angst of getting dressed. (laughs) Like It's like taking that part out of the morning. Definitely. Yes. Decision fatigue is real. Yes. We make 35,000 decisions a day, something crazy like that. And I used to walk into my closet and stand there and just like stare at my clothes every day and not know what to put on. So I really wanted this to be a comprehensive guide of, you know, the full DNA of everything that I've done since this is the nine year anniversary today of starting to get your pretty on. And I wanted it to be just this compilation of everything that I've taught and what has worked well for my community and really just a starting point, whether you're just brand new to style. You don't know your body type. You're not sure what pieces fit and flatter. You don't know what colors to wear. All of this stuff. I wanted it to speak to that audience, what the new people that are just coming into this and feel intimidated by style. I used to feel super intimidated by it. But also, I want to take you on a journey where this is something you can refer back to years and years from now and maybe incorporate some masterclass style tweaks that just add those little pieces of, you know, extra pizzazz to your outfit and make it your own and explore your personal style. This is really a journey in the book that really just kind of represents the journey that I've been on, the journey that my community has been on, and the journey that I want other women to be on to just explore this space. And it's a fun place for creativity as well. What I liked about the book is that it was primarily focused on everyday style. So in my personal closet, I have some beautiful clothes. I mean, I like clothes and in regular life have the chance to go to, you know, nice events and like fun things. And I, so I have really good, nice clothes. And then I have some really cute, like whatever's popular in like the leisure wear sweatsuit, you know, yoga pants, whatever that's kind of trending and popular. I often have a chunk of that. I don't have in my regular daily life, probably because I work from home, I don't have like everyday outfits. That is a gap in my closet. And so when I was reading your book, I was like, oh, this is actually so helpful (laughs) because that's what I need. You have brought 
to 10 things to tell you today, 10 tips to wardrobe confidence. And I'm so excited to hear your tips. I need wardrobe confidence. I need to be thinking about this gap in my style, like I said, because I'm tired of wearing sweats and there's no place to wear my pretty dresses. And so here we are. And I want you to just start with number one. Let's go through your tips because I'm telling you right now, I need every single one of them. (laughs) Well, I want to tell you first off, you are not unique in that experience. Most of us know what to wear either for special events or for work or for casual, you know, like total athleisure wear, but we don't have outfits for that in between. So um, I find that that's where a lot of women struggle. So it's definitely, it's it's an area that we can definitely explore together. But I'm going to give you tip number one. And I I did listen to, you know, the podcast episode that you did with Amber. And I know that this is one thing that you've struggled with, and most women do. But tip number one is to find a great fitting pair of dark wash jeans. And yes, it's like finding the unicorn in the forest, right? But if you're stuck in a style rut or you're lacking confidence in the first in your style you're going to need that quick boost like we love those instant wins right and just finding that pair of jeans that makes us feel super confident when we put them on i always recommend dark wash or black jeans because i think that they're just most universally flattering something with a little bit of stretch in them and there's something you can also wear season after season you can dress them up or down really easily i love wearing my dark wash and black jeans for a date night with just a blouse and some heels and they don't have to be expensive that's that's the great thing. Denim is one of those things where you don't necessarily get better quality by spending more money. So there's a pair of jeans I know that's on Amazon that's 25 bucks that has 30,000 five-star reviews and our community absolutely loves them. And you know, that's even better if you don't have to spend a lot of money on them, but definitely read the reviews, which we'll get into a little bit later. But you can choose the fit that you like best. Not everybody likes skinny jeans. High-waisted jeans are, are super trendy right now. The great news is right now, it is an anything goes time for denim. You can wear straight legs, flare legs, trouser jeans, skinny jeans, all of it is in style. So you just cannot go wrong. Once you find that pair you love, I say start with darker wash, but buy it in every wash they have so that you've got those in reserve and you can keep wearing them year after year. Okay, but listen, I have to say that jeans are the hardest article of clothing for me to try on and not beat myself up about. And I also find that from brand to brand, I'm a totally different size from style to style. I'm a totally different size, like depending on, you know, if it's like a boyfriend jean versus a skinny jean, those look, there's no universal like fit for me or from a body confidence standpoint, I get more down on myself trying on jeans than I do like swimsuits or whatever. I I think Mm -hmm. it's because it's discouraging how different brands size or fit. And I don't know, not that you know the magic to that, but I'm just being honest with you that tip number one scares me to death. (laughs) It does. And it's, I quite honestly, I put it on here and it's one of those things that I've personally struggled with since I was a teenager. You know, I'm a pear shape. So every pair of jeans that fits me in the hips is way too big in the waist. And I've had this struggle where I've had to even get jeans tailored before to fit my body properly because off the rack does not work well for me. And it's been so much trial and error through the years of just trying pair after pair after pair. I've done so much online shopping lately. And what I do is I order the pair I think I need, then I order the pair under and over the pair I think I need and try on all three pairs at home to hope that I'm going to get the right fit. 
but it is something that is an ongoing journey. I will let you know that. So know that you're not, again, you're not alone in this struggle. I'm in this struggle with you. And, you know, there are a lot more options out there right now as far as sizing goes than there ever have been in the past. So it's one of those things where you just have to keep trying over and over again. And, and the great thing about online reviews too is a lot of times, you know, they'll even have pictures that customers have uploaded and you can find people with similar body types and see what works for them. And if this pair will actually work for your body type too, or you might stand a good chance of it working. And I've used that more times than I can count if I'm being honest. Okay, good. I'm glad to know that this is not only me. Also like material matters, you know, if it's a stiff denim or if it's a stretchy denim, that will really change the size and fit and look and comfort. Like, you know, high-waisted is so popular and sometimes I'll like the way I look in the mirror in a high-waisted jean. But then like when I sit down at my desk, I'm like, well, I can't sit in these all day. What's happening? It's like so (laughs) uncomfortable, you know? And so I've had like, I feel like I've had a jean struggle for like 10 years now, but I will give you that if you have on like a kick-ass pair of jeans and you feel like you look amazing, there's almost like nothing like it, right? Yeah. It's magic. It really is. You just slide those on and like, I don't care. Sometimes I wear the same jeans like three days in a row (laughs) because they make me feel good. But when you find that pair that makes you feel really confident in them, they can truly be life-changing for sure. Totally. I agree. Okay. What's tip number two? So tip number two, and everyone's going to groan. I can hear it already about this one, but you've got, (laughs) you've got to clean out your closet. So this is really critical to building a wardrobe. And the reason for that is because you have to know what you have in order to know what you need. And I always tell the story about my striped shirts. I think I put in the book that I had 12, but I actually had 15 striped shirts. I went back and counted them after the fact. I had 15 black and white striped shirts in my closet that were very similar to each other. And I just kept going out and buying these shirts because I'm really drawn to stripes. It's my favorite pattern. And that's because I didn't do an inventory of my closet to actually know what I needed. I would just go out and do my shopping without a purpose, honestly. And once I cleaned out my closet, you know, I saw the statistic that women only wear 20% of what's in our closets at any given time, which again is leading to this decision fatigue. Because if you're walking in there and seeing all of these other clothes in there, and you're only wearing 20%, then it's going to make it that much harder to make a decision by narrowing down the pieces in your closet, then you can actually make that decision quicker and easier. But you've got it. If you've been a while, it's time to just go through everything in your closet and take it all out and start asking yourself questions about the pieces that are in there. Have I worn this in the past year? Is it a classic piece that's gonna stay in style? Is this piece still in good condition? Uh, Can I pair it up in more than one way? Do I feel good when I wear this? Does it fit? And and importantly, like this this question will get you off the emotional fence. Would I buy this again? You know, a lot of us hold on to clothes because they remind us of a point in our lives or some kind of memory or some reason why we're holding on to it. But it's not necessarily serving you by sitting there in your closet. And if you need to just put it in storage for a while, that's okay. You know, we all go through ups and downs through the years. Maybe you want to hang on to some other sizes. That's just fine. But take them out of your closet for now so you can actually see what you have and then start filling in the gaps on what you need. Okay. That last thing is so important about like removing it from your daily eyesight. So I have clothes that are sentimental to me or you know, I paid a ton of money for them. And so it's just would kill me to donate it. You know what I mean? Even if it's a size I'm never going to wear again, or Mm -hmm. a style that I don't think I will wear again. I it's really hard for me to get rid of those things. Well, we moved recently 
we moved houses and I set aside all of those things. And I didn't, I didn't donate them for all these reasons that I just gave. I kept them, but I removed them from my daily line of sight. And it was huge. It was a huge mental thing. I didn't realize that I was holding on to emotions. Those things were carrying emotions for me that Mm -hmm. was not serving my morning. It was not serving my getting ready time because it was either making me feel bad about myself or it was making me feel nostalgic in a way that I don't need in my Tuesday morning or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I was like, this is, you don't have to get rid of these things. You don't have to give up the dream or you don't have to beat yourself up for spending too much money on them or whatever, whatever your thing is, but just removing them from your daily eyeline, mm-hmm. it really, it really matters. It made me feel better to have, to start fresh in this new closet. I know not everyone's going to move, but, and I hadn't moved in 11 years. Mm-hmm. It made me feel so much better to like every single thing that was hanging there. I, I Totally, totally. Yes. We have so much emotional baggage in our closets. We don't even realize I think you and I moved right at the same time and I did the same thing. I took it out, I boxed it up and I forgot about it. That was the funny thing. You know, all these pieces I thought I needed to have in my closet. I don't even think about them anymore. I was able to just box it up, donate it and move on. But it just makes such a difference. You just feel like when women go through this exercise, a lot of times you're going to look at your closet and say, oh my gosh, I have no clothes, but really that's all you're wearing to begin with. So, you know, it just, And then the next emotion they have after that is, oh my gosh, this is so freeing. This feels so much better. I feel so much lighter. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely a weight off when you walk into your closet and see only what you're wearing. It's also nice to not go through this routine of trying on a bunch of things until you get to the thing you're going to wear. So let's go back to like talking about the jeans. Well, I have a lot of different types of jeans that are hanging there. They don't all fit anymore or whatever, but I, for whatever reason, will like try on five pair until I get to the pair that ultimately, like, I didn't start with that. You know what I mean? It it is frustrating and again, demoralizing to go through five pair of jeans where, you know, till I get to the one that I feel okay in or whatever, when what I should have done was only have the pairs hanging there that are truly an option. I need to remove those ones that aren't an option anymore. I need to put them somewhere else. And I, I, I really want women to hear this. I think this is like really important thing because I it think is. we beat ourselves up unnecessarily and we don't have to. No, it's about getting rid of the noise, right? We don't need the noise of the pieces that we're not wearing. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Tip number three. Tip number three is build your closet staples. So having the right foundation pieces in your wardrobe is going to be essential to creating outfits that make you feel confident. And this is really the place I started from when I started blogging was what are the basic items that every woman should have in her closet. And I'm willing to bet that most of us already have a bunch of these in our closets. And these are pieces like, you know, your basic white tee, your dark wash jeans, which we already talked about, a black purse, uh, a neutral cardigan, black ankle boots, hoop earrings. The items that you can wear year after year, they're going to be classic items that are not going to go out of style. So closet staples are more of your investment pieces. And if your budget does allow, this is a place where I do recommend spending money. I am all about being budget friendly, but this is an area where it's okay to invest in something on a cost per wear basis that you know you're going to get some use out of longer term. This is These are the items that are going to have that longevity and that you're going to keep coming back to to build your outfits and to add in the seasonal trends on top of that year after year. 
Yeah, that's so good. The basics are so good. And when you're starting to think about this or kind of reassessing your closet or your daily outfits, when I get overwhelmed by trends or fit or, you know, material or like, again, what I paid for it, like all of these mental things that we're talking about, I, I also am like, let's just get back to basics. Like what is the thing here that makes me feel good? What is a classic? And then I can layer on top of that. Exactly. And that's, you know, what leads us into the next point is incorporating those trends affordably. And I honestly think like this is where the magic happens and where you're able to take every basic piece in your wardrobe and you're such an expert at this and then just kind of elevate it to that next level. And, um, you know, seasonal trends are something we can do in a budget friendly way. There are new color trends, new pattern trends, everything, every season, it's fresh and new. These are the pieces you add in just to kind of zhuzh up everything else that's in your wardrobe. So an example of this is leopard print, which is a classic, but it's been having like a big moment this past year, uh, especially on clothing pieces. And we're seeing lots of leopard accessories, but it was more prominently featured on sweaters and skirts and dresses and, and all over pattern. So if you've never worn leopard print in your entire life, and that feels a little bit scarier outside your comfort zone, it's one of those things that you can do in small incremental changes. Like you can add a pair of leopard flats, or you can add, you know, the belt or the earrings or whatever it is that you don't have to just like take that entire leap into it. And if you try something new and you love it and it has staying power, my first leopard print flats I bought were from Target. I paid 20 bucks for them. I wore them out in six months. I'm like, okay, now I can invest in the good pair of leopard flats. And I did that after that. And it had that staying power. And it's okay to upgrade those trends at, at any point in time if you find it's something that's going to stick around for a while. Okay. Well, you know, I'm one of those people that like considers leopard like a neutral. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. You are my people. <laughs> I mean, as established on this show or like on my Instagram or whatever, like I'm a little bit of a more is more person. Like I love more, but I also know that that's not for everyone, you know, but I also think that when you have one bold piece, I talked about this recently on an episode I did called how to feel pretty when you don't adding a bold piece, just one thing. Leopard flats is a great example, a bold lipstick. If you don't want to like invest in a a clothing article, but like adding one bold thing, it's like a shot of confidence. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't normally dress like that or, or wear bright lipstick or whatever. It really is like the quickest way to feel a little bit special, to feel like a little bit forward instead of inward, which is when I'm feeling like less than pretty or less than myself, I go inward. And like I already said, and more inward and more inward and more inward. And what I want women to dabble when trying is going forward. And like putting one little piece, leopard, whatever it is, something a really bright, bright color or something bright yellow is so cheery. One little thing is a, is a baby step forward. And it is like, it really does work. It does. It's, it is. It's that instant win, that instant shot of confidence, that instant, I put on my pink lipstick today. It's like my power lipstick is on or We all need that one thing that we can pull out that just makes us feel amazing. Yes, exactly. I love that. Whether you are in a super busy season of life 
or don't want to make multiple weekly trips to the grocery store, or just want to change up your meal routine, there is no better time to try Factor. I'm excited to partner with Factor this year because no one likes not having to cook dinner every night more than I do. Factor is a ready-to-eat meal delivery service that makes eating better every day easy. Each meal is cooked fresh and is never frozen, with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, and more. Each Factor meal is pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved. There are 35 different options to choose from every week, plus an additional 60 add-ons to fill you up in between meals as well. All you have to do is heat your meal in the microwave for two minutes, and then enjoy restaurant quality food. Heat and eat, and that's it. These meals come right to your door, and you can also pause or reschedule your delivery anytime. There is no prep, no cooking, and no cleanup. What more can I ask for? Head to factormeals.com slash tell50 and use code tell50 to get 50% off. That's code tell50, T-E-L-L, then the numbers five zero at factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, meals, M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash tell50 to get 50% off. There are so many deodorant brands and products out there that it can take a lot of work to keep them all straight. But have you ever wondered if there could be one deodorant product for your whole body? Say hello to Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. My favorite part about Lumi deodorant is that it's baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. And unlike other deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated with mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. It's more of a pre-odorant, if you will. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code TELL at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, dot com and use code TELL, T. E-L-L. Now, back to the show. Okay, what's next? Next is don't settle. And this is one of my favorite tips. So in the Alpha Formulas community, I like to say we are closet curators, not caught up consumers. And what that means is I don't just go out and shop or buy clothes because I'm bored or I want something fun or it's on sale or whatever. I like to buy clothes because it's going to fill a gap in my wardrobe and it's going to make me feel confident and it's going to serve me well. And those are the magical unicorn pieces that I call heck yes pieces. Because if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. And if you feel just okay in something or the material is scratchy or maybe it's not the most flattering fit, then you're not gonna you're not gonna wear it. Like most of the pieces that hang in my closet with tags still on them were pieces that were not heck yes items. And if I love something when I put it on, I know that it's a great addition to my closet and to my wardrobe. And it's okay to curate your closet over time. This is not something that you need to go out and do all in one weekend. Know the pieces that you need first off and then take your time finding the ones that are gonna have some longevity. And if you're not sure and you want a more objective view, then take a selfie in the mirror because the selfie never lies. You know, sometimes I'll put something on or try a new trend and maybe I'll look, I'll look in the mirror and think, eh, I'm not sure about this. And then I'll take a selfie and I'll go one of two directions. I'll either say, wow, that kind of looks cute. Actually, I like that. Or I'm like, 
oh no, we're going back, we're changing. Or I send a selfie to my kids because I have teenagers. I'm like, okay, is this work for me or not? And they'll be brutally honest. And we all have that friend and it's going to be super direct with us and say, yeah, that's probably not working for you. But it's also a great way to see if an outfit is missing something. Maybe you need to add in a necklace or something that's going to add some interest to a solid top or maybe front tuck your top or, you know, give it to give it a little bit of structure. A lot of us are struggling. Should I tuck my tops in or shouldn't I? Should I let it out? The selfie is not going to lie to you. So try a few different things, take a picture, and then take a look and ask a friend if you're unsure. Well, you know, I'm very, very pro selfie. <laughs> I love it. Like, I think selfies, I, I'm pro like posting a selfie, which I know is not exactly what you're saying, but I really want people to take pictures of themselves and share themselves in this way. And I absolutely love it when I'm scrolling my feed and a woman has posted, looked cute, might delete later kind of thing. Like I love it for them. I'm like, you do look cute. You look darling. Your hair looks great. I love that dress. Yay, you. Like, I love it so much. And it drives me nuts when people sort of subtly shame women who post a selfie that even a selfie Mm -hmm. that's like a a flat out look at me type of selfie. I cheer that on because I just love it. I love seeing it. I wish I posted more of that type of thing. I post selfies all the time and I'm on Instagram all the time. So there ends up being a lot of my face. But it's not normally the vibe of like, look at me. And and sometimes I wish it was like, sometimes I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe I, I want to feel like I look cute. I, I want sometimes to get those compliments. And I know that other women do too. We hold ourselves back. I've taken a tangent because I know that you meant by selfie, just like no. check yourself. No, I mean, I love, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this up. I love this so much about you, but I feel the, exactly the same way. Like I want to be your biggest cheerleader, encourager and supporter to show up, just show up. Like we, we deserve to take up space. Like we deserve to be out there too. And I love supporting other women that are doing this. And I totally am right there with you on it. Yes. Okay. We, we will be evangelists for this, for people yes. to like take, the take their, post it. <laughs> yes. Even if it's just a simple outfit of the day or whatever, you know, we don't have to only post photos of ourselves in our finest attire or like on our wedding day. It feels like there's only these like certain things where we're allowed to say, look how beautiful I look. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't have to be that. It can be any day of like, look at this cute outfit I bought. And of exactly. course there are women in my feed that, that do this and I love it and I cheer it on, but it's a really small minority of women, especially the older I get, you know, it almost seems like that's painted as like a juvenile mentality to post your outfit of the day or, or whatever, unless you're like a fashion blogger. And I totally disagree. I'm like, no, I love see, I love seeing people. I would much rather see your face and your cute outfit than the sunset or whatever else you're posting. I would much rather see the women in my feed. So that's my 100%. I could have a whole conversation about visibility and just what you said. It's super important about how, you know, I'm over 40 and we all start to kind of go through this whole feeling a little bit less visible thing. And then we stop showing up. It's like the self-fulfilled prophecy in a, in a sense. And I just love that women are not afraid to be visible on social media and to keep showing up and to show, you know, represent women over 40 on social media and just keep being there, keep being in that feed and keep cheering each other on and supporting each other. Totally. 
I don't, I've lost track of what tip we're on. <laughs> we're on tip six and we're going to talk about online shopping, which a lot of us have probably done a lot more of recently. Um, you know, we're shopping online more and more these days and it's difficult, right? We can't just try on those pieces and get that instant knowing that something works for us. So the first tip for online shopping is to know your measurements because every single online retailer has a sizing guide on their site. So at the start of each season, take five minutes and update your measurements. You're going to measure your chest right across the fullest part of your bust while you're wearing um, your bra, your waist at the narrowest point, which is your natural waist, your hips around the widest point, and your inseam from your inner thigh down to the floor. Keep these measurements handy, like on your phone, somewhere that you can access them easily so that when you are browsing an item online, you can quickly reference those. And it's not always easy to find the sizing guides. If you don't see it right there on the product page and scroll down, sometimes it's in the footer of the page or it's in the FAQs or somewhere else, but that's really going to help you get the right fit. And every retailer has a different sizing guide. You already referenced this, like you can buy jeans at one store and then at another, it's like, okay, how can I be four sizes different between these two stores? But it happens. So mm -hmm. um, if you look at the actual product page, a lot of times they have the the dimensions, I guess, for lack of a better term, of the piece right in there. So you can see what the inside inseam is, what the waist is, and then just kind of compare that to your own measurements. They are going to have a general sizing guide on their site, and then there's going to be that specific sizing guide for the product. Uh, and a lot of times, too, you're going to see, if you look really closely, you might even be able to see what the model's measurements are or what size she's wearing. They usually will include, like, this model is size four and she's, you know, a hundred and whatever pounds and she's wearing a size whatever. Um, so that you can kind of reference that as well. And of course, I think the beauty of online shopping, honestly, is the reviews. You can read the reviews. A retailer is going to tell you, hey, my product's amazing, but the reviews are really where it's at. Like go in there and read through all of the tips that, you know, people who have purchased this product are going to give you. And they're going to talk about how it fits their body types. I did swimsuit shopping online last year, which is super scary. I hate shopping for swimsuits as it is, but I went on Amazon and I just scrolled through the pictures of other women and saw the way the swimsuits fit them. And it made it so much easier for me because I do not want cheeky bottoms <laughs> at this point in my life. And, you know, just seeing, okay, what's the coverage on the bottom here? It's, it's so helpful to look at the photos and, and figure that out. But yeah, just take a good look at the photos that are online. Also, the, the images that the retailers providing for you, because you can see things like, you know, what the material looks like. And they oftentimes just have like that zoom in effect that you can kind of get a better feel for everything, too. And then lastly, know the return policies, um, because from time to time, you're going to want to order more than one size, like I mentioned before. If you do that, you know, look for what the retailer's return policies are, if they do free shipping both ways, if you know, some retailers, especially if you order something from overseas, you know, it's not really even an option to return items. So just make sure you know if the return shipping is free, what the deadline is to return it, and if online purchases are accepted in-store, because that might make it easier for you to just drop them off if you need to return something. Um, and a bonus tip, if you make a purchase and then you notice it has gone on sale shortly thereafter, most retailers will actually honor that price adjustment if you reach out to them. So I know most of us have done this. We've bought something and then the next day they send out the email that says, hey, 40% off the thing you just bought. Definitely get in touch with them because most of the time they will honor that discount for you. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And that has definitely happened to me that there was a big sale right after I you know, bought something kind of pricey. 
Also, can we just give a high five to the women that take a minute to upload their photo to the review section? <laughs> yes. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, Me neither. <laughs> but I'm so grateful to those that do. And I always, sometimes as I'm clicking through because they are so useful, I'm like thinking, I'm like truly feeling like grateful to these women, but I'm also thinking like, why don't I do this? Because you can, you know, a lot of times they'll put a little graphic over their face or whatever. You don't have to totally like show your complete self to show how something fits or whatever. I don't know. I'm just so grateful to those women. And I also am like, I'm sort of like marveling that they do that. <laughs> I am too. I was using excuse. I don't have time, but it does. I mean, it takes like five minutes and and I've gotten better about it because I do know the value of having those reviews there. But yeah, I give major props. Thank you, reviewers. We owe a world of gratitude to you for sure. Totally. Okay, what, uh, what's next? Number seven is celebrate your body. And I know this is a loaded topic because there's just so much emotional baggage that comes along with this. And we're being constantly fed messages, especially you know on social media, but in the media, about what we are supposed to be. And it's exhausting trying to be all the things that we kind of lose sight of what we actually want versus what we are told to think we want. So everybody is unique and beautiful in its own way. And it's time for us to truly embrace that. So I always encourage women, pick one thing that you love about your appearance and then play that up. So, you know, maybe it's your toned shoulders and you want to wear an off the shoulder shirt, or maybe it's your legs or whatever. It, you could have some great cleavage or a killer booty or whatever. It's it's about focusing on drawing attention to what you love instead of trying to hide what you don't. So, you know, I think another option to celebrate your body is to learn more about dressing your specific body shape and find out those pieces that are going to fit and flatter you most. And there are more four of the main body shapes that most women fall into, which we've probably heard of them before. They're either referred to as shapes or as fruit, <laughs> which we are not shapes and fruit. But anyway, some of us do walk the line between the two shapes, which just means that we get to have even more options to play with. But learning the silhouettes that are going to flatter your body best is really going to have a huge impact on the overall look of your outfit. What is your thing that you like to highlight? I like to highlight my shoulders. So I wear a lot of tanks that come up high and they're like cut in a little bit. And in Texas, it's always hot. So I can get away with that pretty frequently. I love the way my legs look in heels. So if I, you know, put on a pair of heels, then I'll wear them with a skirt. And I really love my legs more from the knee down, but, <laughs> but then I can wear a skirt that goes down to the knee. So Yeah. <laughs> I like my legs too. And that wasn't true when I was younger. It's so funny how you like, you know, your body changes, of course, naturally, but also sort of like where you feel confident maybe changes or how you think about it from a mindset point of view. But anyway, for me in the last few years, it's definitely been my legs. And so I have found myself wearing shorts after a long time of kind of not wearing shorts. I feel like there was like a period in my early thirties where like shorts were like out of style, all shorts, like just, there were no shorts for a while. And I live in LA. <laughs> so it was like skirts or, or jeans, you know, but then in the last few years, I'm like, oh no, there's a return of shorts in my life. And so I don't know. Yeah. I I've picked something and I would definitely say it was legs, legs and lipstick. It's not that I like love my lips so much. I mean, they're fine. They're fine. But like, it's more of like where I want to, I don't want to say draw attention, but you know what I mean? Like the thing I want to highlight, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
I totally get that. I'm so proud of you for wearing shorts again. (laughs) (laughs) It's 2021. Nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes and we are never going back. Okay, what's our next tip? Okay, our next tip is define your style and lifestyle. This is kind of tricky for some of us. I really struggle with defining my style. And honestly, I don't put myself into a box because I can be boho one day, modern the next day, preppy the next day. But I recognize that about myself. And I like to try on different parts of my personality through my style. And I think a lot of women do that. But, you know, when I mentioned defining your style, a lot of women stuck in a rut will say, like, is sweatpants and a messy bun a style? Well, yeah, I I get that. (laughs) It's been a long time since you've prioritize your wardrobe, you may need to spend a little bit more time just kind of digging into this and rediscovering what that looks like for you. You, Laura, have such a unique and eclectic style that is so you. You know, you've already mentioned the bright lipstick, but you don't shy away from bright tints or prints or patterns. I'm actually redoing my laundry room right now. I'm so inspired by your home decor too. I love how you just kind of take risks and you're not afraid to play with pattern and color. And these are just so many things that are like your your signature look, your statement pieces that you say are like an explosion piece for your outfits. I love all of that. And having the knowledge of what you love and most importantly, like what feels like you is super empowering. And again, it takes time to figure this out. You're going to have trial and error. You know, maybe you like putting on a big pair of glasses and trying them out. You might just wear them around your house at first and then you're going to wear them out in public or you want to wear those cute little boho chic hats that you're seeing all the bloggers wear right now. Try it out at home before you take, you know, take the test drive before you go out in public. But the confidence that you feel after you discover this is going to be worth all of the effort. And here are some ways you can learn more about what you're drawn to. I first off recommend if you don't have a Pinterest board yet that you're pinning clothes to, go there today and start that. Don't think too deeply about why you're pinning things. Just go ahead and pin away. And when you have about 30-ish images, Take a look at your board and start looking for recurring themes in there. Like, are the outfits mostly neutrals? Do you see lots of pops of color? Are they minimalist, classic? Do you lean more towards trendy, edgy? Do you see lots of prints and patterns? Or are they mostly solid colors? And also notice, are there retailers that you're drawn to? You know, have a look at their website and examine the styles of clothes that they feature. If you're like a J. Crew girl and that's really your vibe, that's going to give you a lot of cues about what your personal style is. So look for those common themes. That's what this is really about. Do you have a friend or acquaintance whose look you love? We'll start taking note of her clothes. And when you see them again, look for these common themes to show up. And over time, you're going to start to see these patterns will emerge. And that information is going to really help you understand what you're drawn to and give you some direction as you start to curate your own wardrobe. So it's, it's really important also at this stage that you consider your lifestyle. I love the look of pencil skirts and high heels, but I wear them like twice a year since I left corporate America. I mainly just, I don't even like for my speaking engagements anymore. I just do like dressed up jeans with heels. I don't really wear those anymore because they just don't work for my lifestyle. I'm working from home every day. So everything, you know, I do a lot of embellished tees that make me feel great and jeans and cute flats or sandals or shorts and skirts, but I'm not dressing up anymore. So really take into consideration what your lifestyle is asking for. And don't think you have to buy certain items to put together these looks just based upon, you know, what you're seeing out there. It's really got to work for you individually, most importantly. And my last tip on this is once you do create that Pinterest board, if you can't find the commonalities, this is another space where you can send it off to a friend and say, hey, can you just give me a quick, 
gut reaction analysis, what do you think, what style would you say is represented here and have somebody else objectively look at that for you so that they can kind of like see through the weeds for you? Okay. But here's the question I do sort of have about kind of nailing down your style, which we're all, we're giving all kinds of grace that it can change as you feel it out or whatever. And my style has changed over the years. I used to really love like secondhand clothes, vintage clothes, thrift store type of clothes when I was younger. That's not something that I reach for these days, but like I appreciated younger Laura who was into that. Like, and so our style may change, but when you are in a moment where you're like, okay, this is what I feel great in. Do you think like, I don't know how to ask this. So one of my signature styles is headscarves. Like I love a headscarf. Now this, this style originally came out of, I hated washing my hair. And so on like day four of dirty hair, I would add a scarf and call it an outfit. I mean, it was, I have very beautiful scarves actually that I've now I've collected a bunch of them, but now I sort of think like it feels repetitive. Like, what do you think about if you nail a style, you have your style and you're like, I feel really good in a headscarf or in jeans and a tee or whatever it is. But then if I wear jeans and a tee every day, is that, does that matter if it's repetitive? You know, I think it only matters if it starts to make, it starts to impact the way you're feeling. Honestly, everything always goes back for me to really style is like the Trojan horse for confidence and for feeling good in what you're wearing and feeling like you're able to express yourself. So you're right. I love how you touched on, we have this evolution in our lives where we become different people in a sense, right? Or our personalities evolve and the things that we like change. And I feel like our personal style should absolutely be reflective of that. So if you feel like you're stepping into the next chapter of life and you're starting to get kind of bored with what you've been doing or how you've defined yourself, then that's probably a really good cue for you to explore some other options and to maybe add in some new pieces that do feel like they're representative of you in this new season or this new phase of life. And it could be just as simple as adding in an accessory that you wouldn't have considered before or something wearing a different color or a different pattern or Mm -hmm. something like that. It doesn't have to be this huge, overwhelming, sweeping change to all of your style. It can be a lot more subtle than that. But I just love the concept of playing around with it. I never thought I had any boho vibes in me whatsoever. But that's been the thing I've been most drawn to lately, because I've always just kind of been this feel like I have to be in this box, right? Of, oh, I was this professional woman and then I was this entrepreneur and then I went into this box and it's always been really just classic styles. And now I feel more creative and free-spirited and I feel like the way I dress is representing that as well. So pay attention to your season of life and how you're feeling and honor that through your clothing and getting creative with it too. So what I'm hearing you say is it's really about how you feel in the clothes and not... Well, I guess when I was asking about the repetitive nature of it is like how other people feel about, mm-hmm. you know, I guess I'm like, if I don't want other people to think that girl wears a headscarf every dad gum day. And it's not that I'm giving everybody else around me, like more power of my, around my outfit. Like I'm not giving them too much power, but I, I think it's natural that we think about how other people view us or whatever. Yeah. And so I guess when I was thinking about being repetitive, I was like, does it matter if other people clock it. But now that I'm thinking about my friends or whatever, I would not even think I would notice if my friends wore jeans and a tee every day and it was a different style of jeans and it was obviously not the exact same tee or whatever. I don't even think I would notice that it was a jean, that it was a daily jeans and tee. Probably not. And the thing is like, we love familiarity. So 
like we're all familiar with your headscarf and we love them and we, that's what we expect from you. So I think that if you, you view it maybe as repetitive, but we're viewing it as familiarity and something that we love about you. So it's really just about that kind of perspective. And I think we think more about what we wear than other people think about what we wear, obviously. <laughs> and the funny thing is like, we dress for other women, right? I, I explained this concept to my husband years ago. I was like, you know, women don't dress for men. They dress for other women. He's like, no, seriously, are you, are you sure about that? And I'm 100% positive about that. Ask any woman you know. And it's so true. But when we think about it, you know, you're right. Like I would never judge a friend for wearing the same outfit formula that works for her every day or the uniform that, that she feels good and comfortable in. And there is that sense of familiarity and what we're expecting from other people. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a proponent for that, honestly. And if it makes your life easier, then do it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I would, not only would I not judge it if a friend used the same outfit formula, I don't even think I would notice it. Other than yeah. to think like she has a signature look or she has, like you said, a familiar style or whatever, but I would not, we are paying so much more attention. You're right. Than other people are. Exactly. It's so true. Yes. Okay. Number nine. Number nine is accessorize, which is another really fun one. So don't underestimate the power of great accessories. You are an excellent accessorizer. An outfit without accessories is like a meal without salt. It's okay, but it's bland, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you're a minimalist, which I am, I stick to just my basics of like a dainty necklace, a small hoop or stud earrings. Uh, and if you prefer simple outfits, then maybe you want to add a little bit of pizzazz to that with an, a stack of arm candy or some large statement earrings to amp up your look. So one of the questions that I get asked all the time is how do I pair accessories? I have a general rule of thumb that you don't want to do two statement pieces in the same area. So if you're doing statement earrings, you're going to skip the statement necklace. If you're doing the statement necklace, skip the statement earrings. You can do the Dane in your pieces in, in lieu of that. You can do a statement earring with a longer necklace though, because it's not going to be competing up in your face space, but it's really just simple. Go out and find accessories that you're drawn to the colors, the styles, and these are just things that are not going to break the bank. They're so easy to add, you know, fashion jewelry to your everyday wear. And it's one of the simplest ways that you can upgrade your pieces over time. If you feel really bored with what you're wearing right now, just like the power of a bright lipstick or, you know, just getting something that small and simple and tangible, an accessory has that same exact power. Yeah. I love accessories. I mean, we've touched on this a little bit of just like adding a, a bold piece to bring confidence or feel unique or whatever. To me, that's most of the time that's accessories because a lot of us don't have a big, bright, crazy, bold dress necessarily, but we might have a bright colored scarf or a statement necklace or whatever. And I love bold accessories, but again, I'm more is more. And I also feel like with accessories, they're so fun to buy because from a cost point of view, I feel like I can wear a bracelet four times a week, but I'm not going to wear the same dress for four times a week or whatever. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I feel like, oh, it just feels like a cost per wear thing. And also just, you don't have to worry about fit. You don't have to worry about mood necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, am I in the mood to put on tight jeans right now or whatever? It's not mm -hmm. accessories. They work on in a variety of ways. They do. And I love the point you brought up about you can wear it, you know, four days in a row. So although I'm talking about fashion jewelry and we're saying it's an easy budget friendly way to add something to your outfits, it's also an area that if you do want to invest in those pieces, that's okay. Because you're right on a cost per wear basis, sometimes your accessories 
can go a really, really long way or be something that you wear for years on end. So definitely take that into consideration too. Yeah. And on the other side of that, you can buy trendy pieces pretty inexpensively to try a trend and you haven't really messed with your wardrobe. It's just an accessory. Like I went through a headband phase for a minute. Was this Gossip Girl inspired? I don't even remember. (laughs) But you know, you could buy headbands really inexpensively and add that to a a very plain outfit or a very kind of regular outfit. And it felt suddenly trendy and fresh. And you can do that with accessories like a lot easier. And you can order them online because again, you don't have to worry about like figuring out, you know, what size you're going to be, whatever. Yes. They fit everybody. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Last one. Number 10. So my number 10 tip is to stop waiting. I have so many women who are waiting for some reason to start creating a wardrobe that they love. Um, And I just want you to know that, you know, you don't have to lose the five pounds to buy clothing that you feel good in. Stop waiting until, you know, you've toned a certain body part or whatever you're comfortable wearing a cute outfit. Stop waiting until the kids are older to make yourself a priority. I hear this so many times. We do so much for our kids. We dress them like a million bucks. They look cute as can be. And then we just ignore ourselves. I, I want you to know that the number on the scale and the tag in your clothes isn't, should not determine whether or not you get to feel confident in an outfit, honestly. Your body's beautiful just the way it is right now. Dress the body that you have right now because you're setting that positive example of self-care for your kids. And it's one of the greatest gifts that you can give them, honestly. And it's going to impact generations that are going to come after you too. And also it, financially, I see women put themselves on the the lowest part of their family's financial budget, they will spend money on all these other things for their kids to try a million activities or, or, you know, whatever. And I know there's a lot that goes into what we're talking about and why someone feels like they shouldn't spend money or time or attention on themselves and they want to be selfless and all of this thing. But really, if it works in your family budget, like not every other person in the family gets to go ahead of you at all times. Like you get to invest, you get to use the, the funds for your whole family, for you to feel like a whole person and a whole person also is like speaking of like, you know, your confidence, your expression of yourself. And like, I, everyone I think knows my tone and know that knows what I'm trying to say here is like, everyone has a different circumstance. Everyone has a different value around this. But what I'm trying to say is I hate it when I see women who are like, oh, I can't possibly spend money on something that's only for me. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's not only for you. I think your best self affects the whole mood of your, of your home and your community and your whatever. But also, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can put time and money and effort into yourself. And it doesn't mean that you love anyone less or that you, you know what I mean? Like there is, to me, there is no value. I've talked a little bit about this on the show several times this month. It is not a virtue for you to put yourself so far last to the detriment of your mental health and your confidence and your whole being. And I, I see women making this sacrifice a lot and, and they think that they should, and they think that that is that kind of martyrdom is rewarded in some way. And it's just not always, we have to like 
stand up into our full power and show our daughters, like we've talked about and, and sons, like show our children, show our spouses, show our community, show our coworkers Mm. that we have a value. And I think that sometimes this conversation, it doesn't get talked about in terms of clothes, which we've talked a lot about clothes today. And, but we all know, right? Like, it's not about like the clothes. It's about Mm -hmm. so much deeper than that, you know? Absolutely. It it truly is. And just giving ourselves permission, honestly, to know that that's okay. You deserve that. Yeah. That's the tough part. Totally. Well, I loved this conversation. Allison, thank you for giving us like wardrobe and closet tips, but also so much so much more than that. And I am excited for your book. I love the outfit formulas and all the tips that you have been giving women over the years to just like help them in this area of their life feel valuable and like they deserve it and also look great. I just, I really, really love it. So thank you for being on 10 things to tell you. Thank you so much. Remind the listeners where they can find you, where they can buy your book, where they can follow you on Insta because you know they're going to want to, or on Pinterest even. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find me everywhere at Get Your Pretty On, getyourprettyon.com, Get Your Pretty On on all the social media handles. My personal Instagram is Allison Lombatis, and I share lots of fun outfits and inspiration there as well. Amazing. And then, listeners, of course, as always, we will tag this everywhere in the show notes, in the show description and on social, because you're going to want to go follow Allison and get your pretty on and buy her book out this month. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 things to tell you podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.